Welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, a movie podcast where one or both of us watch a movie that we've never seen before, even though most people have. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knuz. And today we are watching First Wives Club. Yes. The 90s boomer classic. Oh yeah, I guess it is a very boomer actually. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a middle-aged 90s... Mm-hmm. Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and a couple... It's actually a pretty tour de force cast. I'm Mm going to save some surprises for you to discover. It's pretty stacked. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Absolutely no reason why I would have watched this, especially at the time. Uh, So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see... What do you think it's about or what do you have you gleaned anything from just osmosis and culture of what we might be oh, in for? Oh my god. I think it's a revenge tale or something. Mhm. Do you want me to confirm or deny? Mm, I think I'm pretty certain about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember the preview. Mhm. Which is crazy that I remember the trailer to this, which when but did this come out? 95, I think. Okay. Wow, really? Yeah. I think it makes sense to me that you'd remember because I think back then it was a monoculture, right? You know, there's only so many mm-hmm. TV stations, even with cable and like everybody knew what was happening in TV and movies where now mm-hmm. everything's so disjointed and stuff. So mm-hmm. it makes sense being a younger human that it might get imprinted into your yeah. brain. Like that yeah. kind of weirdly checks in, out. It's probably in the Rosie O'Donnell show or something. That too. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and also, I think a a lot of what I probably know about some of these movies, because I I used to be a really big talk show fan. Mm -hmm. I still like, I mean, I guess I like podcasts, which are basically talk shows. So yeah. Yeah. We have a talk show. Let's go with it. Yeah. (laughs) I used to watch, you know, I used to watch David Letterman Mm -hmm. and Rosie O'Donnell, Conan O'Brien and stuff. So Mm -hmm. never Jay Leno. Only the only thing that I liked was headlines. But anyways, mm-hmm. I digress. And I really did like uh yeah, just seeing these stars go on the show. So like right. when they were so I do I wanna say I remember like Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. Like no joke. I do I love Bette Midler. What's and, not to love, yeah. Exactly. And I think she was on there promoting it and I remember them talking about it and like she was kind of ribbing mm uh david letterman so uh, i i think it was one of them it was either yeah that's fun uh, i but, could yeah. i could see her or goldie doing mm-hmm. that but probably bet that sounds th- yeah. the math maths on that to me <laughs> um but anyways yeah i think it's like a revenge tale against an ex-husband i'm guessing mm-hmm. i mean it's also in the name to first mm-hmm. first wives club yeah it sounds right it's not like we're number one yeah it's implying that there's multiple yeah (laughs) yeah it sounds like there's a second i mean because if i were to actually if i were to have seen it i would have thought it was about uh ex-president's wives or something right right it's actually yeah that makes sense but yeah i do i do like all the people who i know are in it Mm -hmm. i guess there's gonna be some surprises 
Yeah, every time I've rewatched it, I'm always like, oh my God, I forgot that person's also in it. Like mm-hmm. the entire supporting cast is like a who's who. It's insane, actually. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think I saw this because my parents were mm. watching it. You at know? home? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I definitely saw it at home with my family, I feel yeah. like, growing up. Because uh, my mom was a huge fan of really the the whole main cast um and just movies like that you know like father of the bride was like a big movie in and what did you what did you think about it at the time i think i liked it because i liked diane keaton so much having grown up watching father of the bride and i knew goldie hahn from somewhere too this may have been my intro to bet midler i'm not sure it's that or there's this other movie she was in that old feeling mm. where like it's like a pretty forgotten rom-com but like uh her daughter marries into like a uh political family and like she has an affair with her ex-husband the father of the bride and it's like a little wacky i don't know how well it ages or not but uh it's a little zany i think i liked it for that i feel like this is a movie where every time i've rewatched it i feel slightly differently you know like there i remember watching it some years back and be like oh this is only okay But then when I watched it, like in more recent years, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is hitting differently. Maybe because I'm getting older, maybe because certain themes on it. Yeah, for sure. You know, make more sense. I don't know. But I feel like I've I've never disliked it, but it's one of those movies where I never completely land on like where I would rank it. Like I like it. It's a fun Saturday afternoon background Mm -hmm. thing. Like I don't like I don't have a problem with it, but do I love it? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a movie that you kind of... There's just, like, certain mm-hmm. movies where it's just, like... Oh, yeah, I did... See, like, even when we're talking about, like, oh, have we seen this, like, that discussion. Like, I know, at least for me, like, I will say I have seen it, but I never, in my brain, it just is not a movie I would even rank. Or yeah, not, not right, right, right. Not that it's even bad, but like just... It's just kind of there. Yeah. But it's like, I do like this movie, though. Like, it's more mm. than that. Yeah, but yeah, I think same idea, though. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah. I think it just hits me differently depending on what I'm going through also in mm-hmm. my personal life. Like, yeah. maybe when I was single and 25, I was like, oh, God, I hate this. But then I, you know, got older and had some mm-hmm. catastrophic yeah. conscious uncoupling, as <laughs> people say. Uh, maybe certain things landed differently. So I don't I don't know where this is going to land for me today. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I it's think fun this though. Will be fun. It's yeah. it's a, it's like a, if you got through like I don't know where this will rank for you regarding our podcast, but I feel like if you got through a lot of the rom-coms we've been through mm-hmm. and even found favorable things to say about like Never Been Kissed, which is mm-hmm. like kind of a bananas movie. Yeah, you know, like this mm, I think this is a softer ride, a smoother ride, mm-hmm. less turbulence you know maybe some stuff's a little like you know it's zany i'll give it that it's a pretty zany wacky yeah. plot but it's kind of grounded to in part because of the performances in part because of the theming i don't know yeah and also the audience that it's going for too you yeah know, i i think in a lot of ways it's yeah it's 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 an interesting time in america during this time yeah I, because like i was saying i really or like we had talked about before, like probably one of my favorite out of all those rom-coms 
was Jerry Maguire, which, which is, is so funny. It's like my least favorite. I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I I really like that one, and that was from like the same era. Yeah, I think it was ninety six or seven. Last week when we watched Magnolia, I think I clocked it at ninety five. But when I listened to our podcast, I was like, oh, I think I was off by a year or two. So I stand corrected. But yeah, mm. mid nineties for yeah. sure was. Uh, or yeah, a time mm-hmm. for interesting rom-coms like trying to break the mold and yet some of them are so cliche too it just yeah <laughs> well i think you still have comedy writers that were from the 60s mm-hmm. and they're still relatively fresh mm-hmm. I mean, because it's weird the show the television shows that were coming out around this time they would always reference like super old thing like friends they'll reference milton burl or something right right and it's like really old stuff like you mm-hmm. could tell there's old men in the writing room Probably, um but i my only argument to that is just that like again going back to like things being more of a monoculture like it mm-hmm. was easy to grow up and watch what your parents were watching mm-hmm. and old reruns of stuff too mm-hmm. so there's less options and mm-hmm. you had a tv that had you know yeah yeah but i mean you're right too there's definitely of course there was you know old people in the writing writers rooms mm-hmm. and my favorite example is a uh, step-by-step they reference Hootie and the blowfish at least three times throughout the mm-hmm. series which is just very funny in general to me however they also reference Hootie and the blowfish as a plot point for carol and frank going to a grunge club oh my god <laughs> like i laughed I so, so hard at that. that is so insanely out of touch <laughs> like i was like in tears when i like rewatched that some years back i'm like oh that's god. really they have insane. such a hard on for uh hooting the blowfish in general but them seeing them at a grunge club is just delicious <laughs> <So> yeah <long. laughs> i always i mean whenever whenever most things like incorporate music mm-hmm. it's just a bad idea like i'll be honest like even wayne's world like their favorite band is is um aerosmith mm-hmm. and i'm like they're like out of that era that's like the worst band in my opinion you know what's weird i don't think i've seen wayne's world in its entirety i'm surprised oh, that well, hasn't we'll put been put on, on our list, list. Yeah. yeah i've seen parts of one or both of them mm-hmm. like i understand aspects of it mm-hmm. but well think... the, on, on the sketches yeah. too because I, I think there is even one episode where aerosmith was the musical right, guest and right, they right. showed up and stuff but yeah i but but yeah but i'm just to say that like especially at this time with cultures and st- oh you know it would probably be like oh, i guess i don't know what the hip-hop equivalent would have been mm-hmm. but yeah it would have been i don't know well it was still newer too in terms yeah, of mainstream I guess, so, yeah. I guess now if we're doing it now it would be it's hard i don't know yeah i was just trying to think of a dated reference but i was gonna say tupac but i'm like tupac's still big i feel like like he's respected yeah. at least still like, right. it's not like <laughs> tupac remember when we liked him <laughs> oh i guess a good example of that is will smith <laughs> it would probably be well, like will smith yeah, he's had an interesting year or two for sure. Well, I mean, no, but I'm just oh, saying. Oh, in terms of got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Not in terms of aging, in terms of like, yeah, he's not. Um, yeah. He wasn't gangster. Mm-hmm. If someone was saying, I'm going to a gangster rap club to see Will exactly. Smith, that's what you're saying. Right. Got it, got yeah. it, got it. We're on the same page now. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I think, uh, anyways, I think this movie will be fun, at least. I think it'll be yeah. a caper. And I think. Uh, yeah, just 
general tomfoolery. So yeah, it sounds like yeah, sounds like you're buckled in properly, mm-hmm. and we're ready for yeah. a liftoff for a smooth ride. I'm Let's always going to give it a fair shake. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll be back in a flash, guys. Bye. Bye. Guess who's back? It's us and Clark has seen First Wives Club. Club. Take it away. What do you think? I personally, I loved it. Yeah. I liked it probably more than... I. What I like about it, I'm going to be honest, it's an anti-rom-com. Yeah, I, kind of is. And I love that. Yeah. Like there wasn't really any romance in it. And no, yeah. I, in fact, it was like the opposite. So yeah, that's... I love it. I love that. I was kind of clocking that at the end. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I, I knew that, um, you know, Brenda and Morty were getting back together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because uh, I had seen it. And I was like, that's cool that that's the only reconciliation. I forgot that there was the throwaway line about Elise dating someone in her play. But I loved how Diane Keaton mm-hmm. just kind of found herself. Yeah, exactly. You know, it yeah. was like a very, um, I think that's life. I think when people, whether it's a breakup or whether it's a divorce, sometimes people reconcile. Sometimes people find someone new to date. And sometimes mm-hmm. people find themselves or stay single. It felt yeah. not... Yeah, like rom coms are fun sometimes, but my issue is they're not always realistic. Yeah. Whether it's because they're like toxic relationships being paraded as like amazing or, or whether it's just everyone gets a happy ending or whatever it may or may not be. That's part of why I appreciate this movie as yeah, well, too. Absolutely. It's just a more balanced perspective on romance. And it's the other side of, mm-hmm. or of the other side of love, you know? It's the after the. Fr- happily ever after like after the wedding oops divorced (laughs) right i mean because everybody always says that grief is the other grief is the other side of love Mm -hmm. you know and and i yeah i really liked it for that great cast thought it was funny and it it really seemed like they're good friends and they probably have been good friends or at least had met each other at some point because they both had i imagine they i mean this was probably in the works for a while Maybe. like i i i mean the thing about it they're just legends and yeah. even at this point they were legends and yeah. now i think even more so to be honest oh yeah they've never gone out of you know fashion yeah. i mean diane keaton is in a movie kind of recently with is it a book club movie is that what it's called or it's with jane fonda oh, i keep yeah. seeing the poster everywhere it's four women book cl- yeah yeah book yeah, yeah. yeah something like that it's like and, another stacked cast, yeah. Yeah, and I really, yeah, I thought, I thought that was, I, I thought, yeah, I thought they were so good together, and I really feel like they were cast. Whoever wrote this had to have wrote it for them. Like I really, yeah, felt that they really picked, and or they're just such great actresses that like they could play anything anyway but it was cast perfectly like they were all Mm -hmm. in the correct roles yeah like if they had like slightly like done musical chairs and had been in different roles they're they're great actresses it would have been fine ish but i mean it was perfect the way it was yeah i think um i mean because i mean maybe it's because of this movie that i think of them in in those ways Mm -hmm. i guess too yeah yeah really good what what, what about you how about yeah i definitely liked it a lot upon Mm -hmm. this rewatch i think it's just like there's something about i think when you're a young woman Mm -hmm. the idea of being um 
middle-aged and divorced is very triggering especially it might be different for the younger generations but like we were Mm -hmm. kids when this was you know Mm -hmm. released and there was a lot of stigma just about like a lot of polarizing ideas about what even feminism is like it kind of got a bad rap and we were conditioned to only have value if we're pretty in love do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so I think when I watched this as like a younger adult there was just parts of it were probably scary and that's probably why and I'm you know some of it's a little cheesy like some of the singing and stuff like that's never my cup of tea but so I think that's why in the past I was like sometimes like eh, it's Mm -hmm. okay but no the older I get the more I'm like yeah no this is good this is a good movie for sure right yeah (laughs) I will say personal, yeah, I know they're for sure cheesy moments, uh, but mm-hmm. it it really is the nineties. But that being said, I don't think this movie was that dated. No, I, it holds up weirdly. Yeah, fine. Like, I mean, some of the quips are not stuff people would say now, like some of oh, the fat shaming or whatever. But yeah, for sure. Uh, besides whole... besides that stuff, that was just a very much context of its time. But. Yeah, and the lesbian bar, which I'm like. They actually dealt with that pretty okay, Yeah, I, I, considering the time. I have to say, though, that was a very um, empowered coming out, though, the mm-hmm. way that character, yeah. like, she just kind of said it to her mom in the kitchen in one of the first scenes, mm-hmm. and then she knew it would piss off her dad. Yeah. So she said it, you know, at mm-hmm. the worst day of his life, basically. And yeah. I'm like, wow, for the 90s, that's... A- it was not an empowering thing to come out in those times. It was yeah, very it scary. So that was like weirdly ahead of its time. But Right, um, yeah. I think especially three women to champion that yeah. I felt like was kind of, it was good. They didn't really too. bat an eye. They didn't. No. They didn't. Yeah. When she said that she was a lesbian, she was like, okay. Yeah, and they were excited to go to the gay bar. They weren't like, uh, you know, Bette Midler's character was kind of bonding with the woman that was left Mm -hmm. by a woman for a younger woman, which was a great line when she showed him her, sorry, showed her Mm -hmm. Morty. And he's like, hey, she's butch. Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of funny. That was funny. Goldie Hawn was excited to go to a gay club. You know, like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And a a really fun caper. I love seeing capers. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I was almost going to go see that movie with a friend um, called... 80 for Brady, I mm. think. It's with like Jane Fonda, mm. uh, Rita Moreno, a lot of a lot of people in it. Yeah, I was almost... And, and then also that book club. I Now I'm... Candace Bergen is in oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yes, that was one of the other ones. Yes. Yeah. And so that's... Oh, we were just talking about that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I couldn't yeah. remember the other two. Yeah, was, it was one. Candace Bergen. I can't remember who the fourth is. Though. Fonda, Keaton. Yeah. There's a fourth. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fourth <laughs> one. But I really like that energy. Because what I like about these, it okay, yes, it is about a man, but it's also about revenge, and it's like yeah. I, I think, especially at this time, like men treated women so poorly, and you know, especially like high, quote unquote, high powered men mm-hmm. treat treated women like trophies, like literal yeah. actual trophies or whatever, and yeah, or just like um, in service of them, which yeah. sadly hasn't gone away as much as we think like we're having conversations Mm -hmm. about it but yeah sometimes there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing sure you know Mm -hmm. um or internalized ideas that have not been yeah so that's part of why i think this holds up also it's not Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of older guys dating 20 year olds (laughs) yeah no for sure but i do seeing some of these people come to their senses yeah trying to like oh i'm gonna you know try to be better and it's 
okay, sure you could, but you're going to pay first. And yeah. I, I do like that. Put your money that. where your mouth is, literally. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, I it, it, it's weird because it's, it's a weird movie because it starts basically starts off with a suicide i know it's a downer i wasn't sure if i should warn you about that or not i didn't want to like spoil the plot but it's like oh yeah yeah, this is not the happiest origin story yeah i mean to start off tragically like that because i would like to have known her story like why why did you think that suicide was you know the only option and that that is sad i I wish she would have stayed alive stalker channing uh played yeah. that character Cynthia. i wish she had more screen time too if yeah. nothing else because i love stalker channing like so much <laughs> right i was hope i i was hoping because i knew she died but like mm-hmm. i was hoping that they would do some flashbacks yeah. and like show her i guess do? it was a plot device too though in a way to just show that you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. in someone's mind and you can't always answer those questions sure. in the wake of tragedy so i think that's why i'm not mad at it but i get where you're coming from too yeah you know well it i mean it really it, if you break down the plot it had to yeah you're right mm-hmm. it had to be like that because there had to be a catalyst for them to all get together i mean i guess they could have done something cheesy like a reunion but right. like i'm actually this probably works it's more uh, effective I yeah. Think. yeah and especially seeing how you know some people are affected by things like that and then also because they had to have not really hung out with each other otherwise yes. The husbands would have been because this also also reminds me of did you ever see horrible bosses oh yes i think i did i think i saw the first one right so this is basically uh you know horrible mm-hmm. bosses is basically a takeoff of this mm-hmm. and they had to had anonymity between yeah so able to, they can't um, cross worlds much exactly yeah. Be, at least beforehand so mm-hmm. i get why they had to do it that way and yeah. made it that they weren't friends or didn't keep in touch or anything yeah. so which yeah. is also like a real thing too that like hits differently with age you know mm-hmm. like you do lose touch with people yeah. and it's interesting i started my best friend from college and i about like six months ago started talking once a month on the phone just because we Mm -hmm. would either talk once a year four times a year and it could be for four hours and sometimes that's hard to schedule and we were like oh we should maybe just keep it shorter but more consistent and it's you know I've lived in a lot of places and you know my family's deceased and all that stuff so it's like nice to have that touchstone so I've started it with like a lot of my other long distance friends too where it's like let's because friendship adult friendships you have to work on yeah and That's it's true. nice to know that like people are connected. It makes me feel more tethered. And so that whole plot point of how they lost touch and they're better together hit yeah. me in the feels a little differently because I'm a little happier talking with my friends more consistently, even if they're from afar, you know. And I think really what happened between them is that they split up to, you know, start their yeah. families. Yeah. Know? So it... it which is makes, a real thing too. Yeah. It makes sense that they lost touch with each other, but then when those things were gone, they were able to come back and yeah. kind of meet each other basically at the same yeah point. But yeah, great again, great supporting cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, funny. <laughs> to Who see. were you most surprised to see pop on screen? I think it was probably Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. Again, I I know you know her from Showgirls, mm-hmm. but I, I know her. <laughs> you know from we'll say by the bell yeah say by the bell yeah and stuff so uh i thought that was interesting ivanka trump i yeah, thought I that forgot. was fucking hilarious i forgot that she was on there what a i mean like now that would be a hard get 
you it would be a hard get mm-hmm. for her to do a movie i feel did she die was that the one who oh, died? Oh, maybe she did. Yes, she died. And she's and buried she's... on the golf course. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wow, that's so fucked up. Oh my god. Uh-huh. That was I forgot that that was her. Yeah, no, it's it's been a blurry couple of years, yeah. y'all. It's been a blurry couple of years. That's uh what I'll say about yeah. that. But Yikes. Yeah, that aged. But, but I mean, well, I mean, that's what she was known for, right? Like, yeah, I guess. So. Don't get even, get rich, or whatever that catchphrase was. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah very nineties. Um, but yeah, the, anything, anytime, because Trump's in a lot of movies too, as like cameos and stuff. And anytime a Trump is on screen, it just ages strangely. It does. It. Do- I mean, it's surreally. Like, yeah, like because sometimes, because I, I remember. I really had liked this movie, but Naked Gun has O.J. Simpson in it. Oh, that's right. And it's weird watching it now and being like, oh, God, because he's really funny. He's actually very funny and very charismatic in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so weird. There's a few of these. Absolutely. Where it's like you, you know, we always talk about separate the art from the artist, but there's sometimes where it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, that's just, you know. I think it's almost harder if it's not art, right? Because it's like OJ mm-hmm. was mostly known as being a football player. Right. And I'm not taking away from like his brief acting career. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him as well in the Naked Gun movies, but uh, I do remember thinking he was pretty goofy and silly. Yeah. But it's like he's also known for other things. So it's like it's it's more jarring because you don't expect to see OJ Simpson or Ivanka Trump or Donald yeah. Trump or whoever, where it's like when it's Johnny Depp, it's like, but he's a movie star. That's like yeah. what he's known for, where right. when you're watching a movie, you know, people could be problematic. But then you're like, oh, but you're from another neck of the woods and you're in mm-hmm. this and my brain doesn't know what to do with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Politics is you know definitely will do that uh you know that's probably the worst yeah one because that literally affects people's lives Mm -hmm. and these um but yeah you're right uh but going back to it yeah i thought the uh uh dan hedaya he plays morty yeah i love him he's uh, so good (laughs) dad from clueless and i was just watching him in a movie uh last night actually he was in everything for a for a while yeah Yeah. he was like all over the 90s he's he's so funny he he really is funny bronson pin show i thought was hilarious he's really good of course and yeah just when they're trolling sarah jessica parker (laughs) holy shit that was so funny yeah they're that was really good sarah jessica parker was great in it yep Um, she's really good i really like this era of sarah jessica because again Mm -hmm. like i know a lot of people know her from like sex in the city yeah but she was a working actress well before yeah and um because i i everything that i've seen of sex in the city i do not like Mm -hmm. but but she's so good in ed wood this was like a few years before this but like Edward Mars Attack, she was great in. She was in oddly in a lot of Tim Burton movies, and oh, what was the oh Hocus Pocus? Of oh course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really love this era because I, I think she is good. I don't really care for that show, but I think mm-hmm. she's a really good actress. She's so. an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I especially like her in Edward. I think she's amazing. You haven't seen that mm-mm, one, right? Yeah. Um, amazing in that. And yeah, Mar- actually, Mars Attacks by top that one. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really good. Really well written. I, you know, a f- I love a caper. Mm-hmm. I just love sneaking around 
And I think that's when it really, because uh, like, you know, at the beginning I knew it was going to get to it, mm-hmm. but like, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. And then when it really took off, I was like, hell yeah, that's what I wanted to see. I want to see that shit. I want sneaking around. I want mm-hmm. people, you know, sneaking out of windows and stuff. Yeah. Really cool. They all won in the end, which is cool. Yeah. And they opened up that place, which is great. Yep. You know, to have a, a center for women and and at that time I don't think people were talking about that too much either. Nope. So definitely yeah. not. And it's interesting because they all come from like a very activist generation. Yeah. Which is the uh the boomers. I mean, I know like Yeah, they've gone downhill, but yeah. they started off strong. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, I mean, they are still activists, but they're activists in their yeah, own for Trump. <laughs> Well, well, they're activists for their own selfish reasons. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what you would probably say about them in the 60s. Like, oh, we want this. Mm-hmm. We want schooling and we want free schools. You know, fuck Social Security and stuff like that. But now that they're older, mm-hmm. they're like, fuck colleges. Mm-hmm. Fuck free education. We need more yeah. uh, Social Security and stuff. So they always advocate for themselves, which is something that new people, you know, younger people need to yeah for for themselves but anyways but you know but i really do like them doing it for a good cause and stuff like that it was a nice um plot twist i guess Mm because it was a revenge plot but then it was like oh let's make it bigger than us yeah which is not every movie right and and obviously they formed a company so that they could take in all that money Mm -hmm. which is interesting i'm like Oh, they probably did that for tax reasons. That's good because they are all very smart mm-hmm. about business and in the especially in their own businesses yeah. and stuff. Which I I thought they all brought something to the table from different aspects of their lives. Absolutely, I liked how they were all distinctively different women with different assets mm-hmm. and different shortcomings, if yeah. you will. But it was still believable that they were friends. Yeah, because sometimes exactly, movies yeah. make everyone kind of the same if they're friends, or maybe mm-hmm. it's like a specific character trope or whatever, just to help the main character or add comic relief or whatever it may or may not be. Mm-hmm. But friend groups are a lot like this. Everyone is like smart, usually in a friend group, but they might have different personalities or different mm-hmm. insecurities and stuff. Like yeah. that's pretty normal. Yeah, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. And- I, I think those are the best friend, group, friend groups because it's not just one thing that's holding them together because there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, I really, you know, I'm into, you know, a, a video video games or whatever. Right. But it's like, oh, uh, if we go get lunch, I we have nothing to talk about. Exactly. You know? So like, I do think that it is kind of those are that's like a genuine friendship where it's like we come from different you know and they get into a fight about it and they make up yeah and i think that that's really cool because you know in a lot of ways yeah that's just you know how things go you know you go through your tough spots and and they just talked it through and sometimes you have to see that you're being irrational and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and uh i thought that was really good and it wasn't over dramatic they had legit yeah, you know things to be upset about with each other, and they yeah. they figured it out, and they didn't have to ask, you know, anyone to figure it out for them. They mm-hmm. it, or or a tragedy to happen to bring them together. 
Yeah, it was like a catalyst also that fight for all of them to change and mm-hmm. have their own come to Jesus moments, if you will, where it's like, yeah. oh, I should stop drinking or oh, I should whatever, you know, like. Right, because I, I think all three of them handle it differently. Diane Keaton, she holds everything in. Mm-hmm. Bette Midler keeps hoping that things yeah. You know, he she was still in love. I oh feel, yeah, you know, and yeah. That's that was her core wound. Yeah, she still loved him despite what was happening. Right. Goldie Hawn is very insecure, and you know she drinks a lot, and so they dealt with those things, and they mm-hmm. got through that. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I just love. I, yeah. I think I grew up out of all these three. I think I grew up mostly with Goldie Hawn, which is yeah. Because I used to watch Laugh In. Did you ever mm, watch that? Yeah. I've seen clips. It's um, it's something I want to better explore, though, for yeah. sure. Because that was like her big break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like, it was a sketch show in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And she was so funny in it. And I think she's, I think she is one of the funniest actresses. I really liked her in the movie Overboard as well. Um, yeah. She's so good. There was parts so of the movie funny. where... I was just like studying her face and like her eye movements and it was just so perfect for whatever was happening in the screen on the screen, which Mm -hmm. sounds like such a weird takeaway, but it's a technic, it's a technicality thing, you know, as an actress and it's just so believable too. It's not like she's like, Oh, I'm going to look over here because that would be funny. It's just natural. It's just, that's what the character is feeling. And I'm like, God, so meticulous. So good. (laughs) And yeah, it, yeah. Killer killer they killer. all have perfect timing yeah because that was another thing that was another thing that kind of read for me where like the script itself is good mm-hmm. but in the wrong hands of the wrong actors it would have been kind of clumsy or cheesy or slow even but like some of that dialogue amongst the three women they're practically talking over each other and yet they are not it's just a millisecond like it, there's hardly a beat before they're reacting like type thing and it just makes it so tight and go so fast and i'm like wow those are some skilled actresses because not everyone could pull off what they did <laughs> yeah absolutely it's the experience that they bring to the table and yep. I, I i was i would hope so i was talking about there should be you know sarah jessica parker um Oh, Heather Locklear. Heather, what was uh, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley and Marsha K. Harden, uh, who was the doctor mm-hmm. uh, or the psychiatrist? Mm-hmm. I think that they should do a first wives club. I think like a modern one. Yeah, I guess. But that would be, which is so weird though, because like I think I feel like all these bed mid. I still think of them as at this age. I know, know? that's what's kind of messing me up with time a little bit. Like, because I turned to you at one point, I was like, even Kate Hudson could play Goldie Hawn's role mm-hmm. now. She's in her 40s. Yeah. And, but I still think of Kate Hudson as being like maybe 30. And I think of Goldie Hawn as being like 55 tops. Mm-hmm. And she's in yeah. her 70s. Yeah, she's in her 70s. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? I just, like, oh, yeah. I'm so confused about the passing of time and age it just doesn't make any sense to me anymore oh yeah for sure i just went to a concert series that was a lot of a lot of performers whose first album came out 20 years ago now mm-hmm. and it's like really weird because it's like oh i remember when that came out i it, it seems like yesterday sometimes but have you noticed that commercials are starting to use a lot of songs from like the aughts because like in the 90s there was mm. a little bit of like a 60s nostalgia right and all that 
And now I'm like, oh, crap, we're getting old because there's, um, you know, that song by Khalees, My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard. Like that's in a commercial now. She's even in it, cameoing it. And then there was another one I only half saw and it was only this morning, but it was that Usher song. Yeah. That was like all over 2004. And it was someone being like, yeah, yeah. And it was like leading up to like the song basically. And I was like, we're in the nostalgia age of the aughts. Mm -hmm. I don't like it because that happened five years ago, except it happened 20 years ago. Oh my God. Both of those songs are from like 2003, 2004. It's 2023. Like, oh, don't like it. Do not like it. (laughs) Well, exactly. Because that's what they're saying about like a fact of the future. If you were to do that now, Mm -hmm. it'd be 1993. You know? Yeah. So, you know. Uh, it's just the way, but you know, but that's, that's fine. It happens. I'm glad I lived in the nineties. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I like a lot. Or in of the movies. early nineties. Yeah. Not I the like, late nineties. I like, a, yeah, fair. Woodstock 99. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I like so many movies from the nineties. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really think it's a weird sweet spot in cinema. I know I've said that before on the podcast, but whether it's like amazing Oscar bait type stuff or just like a fun movie that has a message like this, right. like there's just a lot of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, uh, you know, we were talking about this like before. I feel like this era ages so much better yeah. than like the late 90s, early 2000s. It's so weird, but it just... Well, things got really psychotic, not just because of Woodstock 99 and all the toxic masculinity that came with it, but Mm -hmm. like things got very oversexed. Things became, I think, more tokenized. Like I've watched some YouTube videos that kind of blew my mind, but they weren't entirely incorrect where they were like the 90s was a great spot for black sitcoms or even Mm -hmm. just like Disney Channel shows that Mm -hmm. had diversities, but didn't really they weren't heavy handed about it. Right. And and then all of a sudden, like 10, 15 years later, we, you know, we're back to being in a crisis of how we handle any minority representations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's actually true. Because if you think about it, in the 90s, there were so many female led sitcoms. There was Sybil. There was Murphy oh. Brown. There was Caroline in the City. Caroline in the City. Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Veronica's Susan. Closet. So <laughs> yeah, we can keep going, mm-hmm. you know, and even yeah. like Friends, whether you love it or hate it, it was the number one show and it was half women, half yeah. men. And it was very equal billing in terms of not just the cast, but like in the characters, but the representation of what those genders were going through, like yeah. at that time, like, and then it was like suddenly, uh, you know. I don't know, just not that, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Like things were almost progressive in the nineties, almost like we still had a ways to go, but like sh- we were yeah. almost better than we were ten years ago. I th- I think I think you're really correct by by that because now if anybody is cast and they happen to be non-white mm-hmm. or non-cisgendered, people are up at. I think it was pre-internet. I think. Yeah. I think people just have too much say in whatever's going on. Like yeah. the thing is they and and it's not easy to not be affected by it. Like sure. it's or it's hard to not be affected by it because you're hearing it just all the time. Oh, there's an uproar about the, the fucking little mermaid and stuff. And right. it's like, "Oh my god." It's a mythical being, like right, but they cannot be black. Like, right. wh- what are you talking about here? Yeah, and I feel like if they would have done that in the nineties, 
It yeah. would have just been whatever. You People know? would have been mad, but they wouldn't have had a place to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. However, <sighs> it is a little ironic. I just, just because we're on the internet, I will point out that I understand the irony of us saying this about basically an all white cast for this movie. I to be fair, that. to be yes, fair. Yes, yes. And that is my only right. kind of like, because it's also New York City. If this took place in a small town in Iowa, yeah. okay, maybe that representation does not exist. Yeah. across the board with every friend group but it's the same complaint that sex in the city gets it was an all-white cast in one of the more diverse cities in the country yeah they're you know they 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 they, they, they could have had someone i know you're absolutely yeah. right sadly <laughs> i didn't think about it but right i i like what they're going for but you're completely right i, I it feel is like a white was... feminist movie at the yeah end of the day. yeah like I, to be clear yeah absolutely I think I was a little bit blinded by yeah. Well, it's a, such a staggering cast. You know what I mean? And it's a mm-hmm. good movie. It's a good message. Yeah. So it's like hard to like nitpick. Yeah. You know, like, and if they all like went to college together in the '60s, there's a good mm-hmm. chance they were not being friends with black people. As much as we like to think of the '60s as like free love and everyone was getting along and civil rights, oh no, there was still a fuck ton of segregation, mm-hmm. not just in certain states, but in colleges amongst friend groups against dating pools like whatever you want to call it so it's a complicated world y'all yeah exactly you know i just have hope for the younger generation i hope Mm -hmm. that and yeah you know what this could have yeah this could have had yeah any yeah anyways i didn't even think about it like that but yeah but at least you know it's from a at least a different somewhat different perspective it's at least an accurate representation Mm -hmm. of women of a certain age I think yeah. that's the best way to, which is yeah. also an underserved, like 40 plus. I think it's changing, but in the 90s, it was still about the ingenue versus yeah. middle aged, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, like, the movie did more things correctly than it did not. Yeah. I just love everything about their plan. I thought this was great. I'm going to say that I probably like this, yeah, better than Jeremy Maguire. Mm-hmm. I think I liked it better than, um, definitely better than Big Fat Creek Wedding, which was the same year. Big Fat Greek no, Wedding was early 2000s, like, but you always think it's in the 90s because of how it's styled, because it's like not hit people <sighs> in the movie, so it's yeah. kind of styled, not trendy. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say I probably like it probably a little bit more than... Yeah, I probably this is probably one of my top ones. I'm yeah. Oh, well, like cool. Everybody. That's that makes me happy to hear because there was a time period, probably not you, because I think you've always been pretty progressive. Not that I knew you when you were young, but mm-hmm. just based on what we've talked about and all that jazz. But like, there was a time where men would not want to watch this movie. Yeah. You know, so that makes me very happy. You mm-hmm. as a cis straight male being like, yeah, fuck yeah, First Wives Club is up there for yeah. me. Like, that's great. I mean, it's. It's just, there's not much to not like about it. Like, it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, some of my complaints about, like, some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I Yes, it it's cheesy, but fun. Yeah. And I think that was the problem that I had with some other movies mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know, especially, like, the teen. Well, yeah, that's such a like, specific, saturated, yeah. weird genre. Yeah. But I think going back to I mean going back to what you were saying in the preview review, it was because, you know, older people were writing for teenagers mm-hmm. and stuff. And this really felt like older women writing yeah. for themselves. I wonder if this was a Nancy Myers film. Oh god. 
I don't know. I don't think it is. I think I would have clocked that in the credits. I don't but think it was. I it feels like there. a Nancy Myers film because well, I think Diane Keaton was in a few of those. Maybe even Gold. Maybe all of them were actually at one point. But yeah. especially with like the white pantsuits and stuff, like that's such a hallmark of like a Nancy Myers film. Yeah. So, and I think that this you know jump started that god i'm looking at it on rotten tomatoes it only got a 50 percent mm-hmm. but that's what i mean though women women led films are polarizing to this yeah. day that is that has not changed and it's so funny because billy eichner you know that yeah. guy he was really mad because he had a gay rom-com that came out sometime in Bros. the past year and yeah. yeah and it did not do great and he was so mad that people didn't come out to support it and Look, I've heard polarizing things that maybe the movie was not mm-hmm. as good as maybe Billy Eichner thought. I haven't seen it. I cannot speak to it. But a lot of people kind of correctedly roasted him on the internet. They're like, you thought people were going to come out for a gay movie? They don't even come out for women-led movies. Like, And mm-hmm. that's half the population, which doesn't make it right in either case. But we're not as progressive as we want to be yeah. as a society. Like, We have not palate cleansed enough people to want to see movies about people that don't look just like them or don't act just like them or whatever it may or may not be so yeah i'm not that surprised actually by the 50 percent thing yeah i i am i'm gonna fuck up those people yeah first wife club (laughs) yes uh, do it do it no you should though because they will listen to you because you're a man exactly (laughs) i've been watching this like kind Mm -hmm. of stuff my whole life in terms of like internalizing you know, and hearing my dude friends be like, oh, I hate that movie. Not, maybe not this one in particular, but others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I try to say, no, it's really actually good. And yeah, but nope, they'll listen to you, though, more than they'll listen to me. Yeah, that's, still the, so. that's still the truth for, in more cases than not. Yeah. But I think that this I think that this definitely, you know, this is a big studio. I think mm-hmm. that they're really good, similar ish thing films that are in the indie. Yeah circuit the circuit yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah yep but yeah that's not all i have to say yeah i think that's probably it for me too i think the only two things that i remember thinking while re-watching was there was like a couple throwaway comments about like it was the 60s and it's the 90s it's i'm the like 90s, wow yeah. those two decades really get those lines a lot in a lot of movies mm-hmm. like we don't well, say it, it was meant something I guess, but it's just so funny. Like we, you don't hear that about like other decades as much. Mm-hmm. Just funny to me. Yeah, I think I, I, for some of the movies that I watch, I, I feel like I saw a lot of like the eighties. You know, mm. it's the eighties. Come oh, on, man. Th- okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the eighties yeah. too. Then yeah. But I think sixties definitely has a certain connotation, and I think the nineties. Yeah, I guess uh, probably more so. I, I think. I'm just going to say, hey, it's the 2000s. Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Off or the, the aughts. Time. That doesn't, yeah. you know, do we call it the 20-teens? Is that what that last decade was? Like, with, I, I haven't know. even heard what the collective, I'm assuming it's the teens, but I haven't yeah. heard anyone say it. And I didn't know what I, the aughts were until people started talking about it on the internet. I and like, I don't oh. think they started saying the aughts until after the I fact, would agree so. with that. That's when I first started. Yeah. It was like in 2015 or something. I was like, oh. Yeah. We'll wait for another couple of years. They'll come up with a name for it. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's weird because, yeah, the 20s, now, you know, now we'll be able to name it. Yeah. You know. It's more, yeah, something. it's a little more 
obvious. But I then guess, but. it's so weird because I can't think of the twenties without thinking of the nineteen twenties flappers and yeah. yeah. Well, it was always weird. Okay, this is a dumb thing. But when I was during the nineteen fourteen and you know around that time, because uh, that was a hundred year the centennial of World War One, right. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy that mm-hmm. that was a hundred years ago. Yeah. Which is a long time ago, but it also isn't that long ago. Well, yeah, it's kind of flipping me out that like in our lifetime, it's going to be the hundred year mark of World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was our grandparents' generation. Yeah. And that's like kind of bizarre. And even some of the, we we haven't watched too many older movies, but like Wizard of Oz was 39, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. that's not like next year, but it's. You can kind of see it on the horizon yeah. line, even if it's a small speck. It's not. Mm-hmm. That's so bizarre that, like, yeah, because in the '90s when this was filmed, that all f- was just a few decades ago. Even though it right. wasn't, we weren't alive for it. But you know, and now it's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna be alive for the hundred year mark of all these things. That's yeah. crazy. Because I remember even with like the Titanic, mm-hmm. uh, because the Titanic had come out before you know the the hundred year mark yeah and it's so weird that it actually happened yeah a hundred years ago from you know whenever it was and yeah such a such a weird period of time but yeah i think the other thing i wanted to say too was i just kind of liked we didn't get a lot about heather locklear's character she just kind of was a cameo but i liked how they it was also an interesting representation of women with the other women like the younger women because yeah. sarah jessica parker was young and gold diggery mm-hmm. and very superficial which i've met women like that they exist mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be like the feminist that's like nope that's not right but then elizabeth berkeley's character was just wide-eyed yeah and like naive kind of pretty sweet she and sweet. i like that also goldie 16. kind of also i know that was mm, I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah, but I also like, though, that she came to Goldie Hawn's play, which to me, I think was a throwaway hint that maybe Goldie mentored her or like kept her under her wing, which is great because at the end of the day, if someone leaves you, whether it's for someone else or whether they just start dating someone after the fact, that person's not automatically the enemy. Mm -hmm. And we live in a culture where we kind of act like it is, or we at least give people a pass for hating especially back then now we're we're getting there for sure but it's like i i for that time yeah that's a good call they i like Mm -hmm. that they didn't make fun of elizabeth berkeley the the ex-husband slash her boyfriend was the bad guy she wasn't bad yeah and exactly i thought that that was great and yeah marcia gay harden that was fucked up though uh, yeah, um, I can't believe we haven't talked about that. That is the most abusive yeah. therapist I've seen on screen. I can't, like, yeah, that's pretty bad. She should be this. Uh, oh, yeah, she I was, should have her license taken away. I was sure. thinking that too, for but, sure. Oh, they should have. They should have done that, but yeah, know. they should have. But you know, honestly, though, her and Sarah Jessica Parker, I have to say, they're just such great actresses. Where they were so yeah. fun to watch. It's hard to oh be a I villain, and mm-hmm. I still love them, even though I hated their character but i was still like like sarah jessica parker had some just funny lines that were so vicious and Mm -hmm. mean yeah but so delicious and fun to watch right very funny oh and one more thing we forgot to bring up the stephen collins of it all another person that's hard to watch on screen now the seventh heaven guy who is uh 
did some bad bad things to children and um mm-hmm. yeah there's a few things that popped up on screen that were like oh this aged strangely because of who you are in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i actually don't even know all the details of it but um yeah and to be honest i never watched seventh heaven mm-hmm. like whenever i see this this man what's his name uh or, stephen collins okay yeah like i just have flashes of i don't even know what show i think maybe i watched smallville mm-hmm. and like i would see the oh he was on that no, 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 I'm just saying it was on oh, Channel for commercial. Five, oh, for commercials. For the commercials of it. they're both WB shows, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, they're both WB. And so I would see f- uh, the preview of whatever was... Mm-hmm. Dumb thing was happening with that family. I don't know. Yeah, he's been in... Like, It's Always Sunny. Did you watch that show? Oh, yeah. He's Dee and Dennis's dad. That's right. Like, the real oh, one. Fuck. That's not Danny DeVito. That's right. I forgot like he, about he that. Secretly yeah. po- he's most known for Seventh Heaven, but he pops up in a yeah. lot of stuff. Like, a lot of the... T- I think he was even in the Ted movies. Oh, okay. And I think Seth MacFarlane edited him out, out. or something after... Because I think the sequel was filmed before the allegations came mm-hmm. out. And I think they either reduced him or maybe they dropped him. Maybe it was filming. I don't remember what yeah. the circumstances were. But oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. If I'm remembering it correctly, Thankful at least. for that. But Re- revisions aren't too bad sometimes. <laughs> well, it wasn't out yet, but it no, was. But yeah. I'm just saying to yeah. alter it. Yeah. Some stuff's okay on the cutting room floor. But yeah. yeah. No, I'm happy that I liked it upon a rewatch. Probably mm-hmm. more than I have in the past, actually. Yeah. So. And this really does remind me of something my aunts, my mom and my aunts would have watched. Mm-hmm. But I'm not certain, though. I don't think my mom would have necessarily watched this. Hmm. But interesting. Yeah. We can recommend it to her. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. And next week we're going to watch Dazed and Confused, which I have seen, but Clark has not. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know why I haven't seen this movie. This is. Crazy. I'm just a little surprised you haven't seen it too. But we'll we'll talk about it next week yeah. for sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. And I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. If you want to follow me on social media, Blairosaurus Rex, pretty much everywhere. And I am Clark Nez, other Clarksy on the internet. And we are Let's Finally Watch It. We're on YouTube and TikTok with that name. And please follow us, subscribe, and all that jazz. And we'll love you forever. Come back next week. Yeah. Bye.